Welcome to the Meta Era Nerd Podcast. What are we watching? What are we playing? And this week, we go a little bit old school. That's the Meta, and we are your nerds, Rico and Marcus. All right, Marcus. So uh, this would be week, or this would be number eight. Yeah. Yeah, and we can start off this week with a very, very, ex- some very, very exciting announcements. Uh, you want to talk about the big one for the week? Well, the big one for the week, and I know it came out a while, uh, what, not a while back, it just came out this week, uh, was on Tuesday, maybe? Mm-hmm. Tuesday or Monday? Well, uh, we are going to get Hunter Hunter, new, new chapters from Hunter Hunter in the manga. So it was exciting, and people are saying four chapters, and we saw, uh, we saw just today they released a, a panel of what it's supposed to look like, and the 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 art you know the illustrations already looking a lot better than what they did and i remember a while back you know the last time i did it exceptional so something to look forward to you know and, if, and something to to get excited about you know well in rico's case I'll, yeah I'll well nice r- real, cool. <laughs> real, real quick for uh for people that don't know hunter x hunter is a manga slash anime that started back in 1998 was uh very popular love very loved characters uh, all around, good guys, bad guys, extras, whatever you would call them. Uh, and it seemed to go strongly f- from 1998 all the way till I think I see here about 2005. Uh, at which point, uh, the author slash animator, he does both. Am I, am I off on that? Oh, yeah. No, no. He, he, he's illustrator. So you're, yeah, he's the illustrator. He, okay. So the, the illustrator has, uh, has had a lot of health problems. Uh, so because of that, there was hiatus after hiatus. You know, in the, which was because of his health. So, of course, like we're not, we want our entertainment, right? But we hope that he's okay. So, from starting from two thousand six uh, on till probably, well, uh, I guess until the first year that we didn't get anything was probably two thousand fifteen. That's what I see here. So from 2006 to 2015, like there was very fractured uh, content here and there. It seems like he did was able to string some uh, some episodes or uh, what do you call them? Uh, not episodes. In in manga terminology, you would say that they're chapters. Yes. Uh, some chapters together for a couple weeks, and then a hiatus after hiatus. Uh, I know I. Uh, didn't get into Hunter x Hunter until a little bit later on. Uh, and I got to finish, I think, I, the first my first experience was through the anime. And I got to go all the way from the beginning to, I think, the end of the Chimera Ant. Or no, the Hunter, the Hunter uh, election. The chairman election. Uh, and then from then on, it was just, uh, am I going to go into the manga or not? And I remember talking to you about it. And whether it was worth it, and you just gave me a resounding no. <laughs> There's a good reason for it. And yeah. The reason being, and, and obviously, right, in 2006, where he started having those, a lot of issues with his health, he did hire a lot of help to help him out because, you know, the same guy who did Yu Yu Show, which was also a really, really big manga, um, had his work out for him. Getting older, obviously, you know, up there in age, but all, obviously doing what he what what he enjoys and what he loves, you know, and trying to give out a good story, which is a great story in Hunter Hunter. And strangely enough, you know, you're getting these, you know, 
separated, you know, or sporadic chapter releases, especially from 20, 28, I'm sorry, 2008, 2009 onwards, you know, couple here uh, gives, gives you a few, but then he kind of has off to another year and so forth. So it's forced him to really like, you know, evaluate exactly how he's going to kind of go, you know, through the story. But yeah, when Rico asked, should I get on it? I was a Razzani known for a good reason. Uh, I started watching, I, I've actually seen the original 1999 anime, which, which by the way, super underrated. You know, I know it doesn't get a lot of love, but there are some instances where it's just exceptional, especially the dark tones and stuff. But anyways, I did finish that one. And when I finished it, I hopped on the manga. I picked up the manga roughly around 2009-ish, maybe 2010. And I started reading exactly from that arc, which which would be the Chimera Ant arc. So I reading from there, I kept going. And I remember getting all the way up until the the chairman election arc into the first chapter of the Dark Continent, which is, which is the next arc that's called the Dark Continent arc, very short arc. I remember reading that, getting ready for the next story, and I said, can't wait. Waited, waited, nothing ever came, nothing ever came. I didn't get any kind of information, honestly, until... 2014-ish, where I, you know, I, I kind of saw it. That's because I, I didn't even, I didn't even pick it up in 2014. I picked it up again in 2016, where they started going into the next stuff, and again it happened again. So I was burned twice by this, by the manga. Uh, you know, to kind of say, to say the least, where I was always left wanting more. And Rico says, "Well, should I read it?" And I said, oh. I, 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 my thing is like, it's never gonna end. It's never gonna end. It's never gonna end." You know what I mean? Yeah. And ultimately, when it comes to a great story, you want this ending. And even to, you know, even right now, when they made this announcement, Rico was super excited. You know, all, uh, you know, other people were excited. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, I've heard, I've, I've, I've heard the, I've, this is very familiar. It happened twice. I'm like, I, so I'm not that I'm skeptical, but I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. I hope they wrap up this arc right now and just to keep going. And again, obviously, at the end of the day, it's what's important for the author's health. Um, and you know, just just you know, his health, right? And we want to go stories entertainment, but we just want the best of both worlds. And you know, it's something that I'm looking forward to, but I'm hesitant to really get on that bandwagon again. Yeah, I guess for me, like, there's just also so much that I still have not seen, being that I'm still. It looks like here three whole arcs behind. Well, uh, to be fair, if you've seen the 2011 anime and you finished it up until where he meets his father on the tree, whatever, you're only, I think, about 45 chapters behind, if I'm not mistaken. Very short. And the 2011 version actually does a very good job of sticking to the um, manga. So seamless transition if you want to get onto it. And again, you're only 40 chapters behind-ish, you know, if you want to get started from that. From see, that I'm, I'm, and, and for me, that feels like a lot. Uh, to get through. Uh, again, obviously, we just hope that this guy, that our our guy's okay, that he can keep working and deliver us the show that we all love. Yes, and you know it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And I know Rico's favorite character is front and center right now, so lot to look forward to. Uh, honestly, I'll take uh, if it's if <laughs> I'll, I'll take Karapika if it just means we get more show, man. <laughs> It's, a, it's a little things, big sacrifices from Rico, guys. Big sacrifices. <laughs> okay, so uh, up next, uh, we have we had the trailer, the official trailer for Thor. For this next Thor movie, and I'm going blank, but the title is Thor: Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. 
Yes. What did you think of that? Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. And again, I think we talked about it from the first trailer. And this one kind of gave us a little bit more on um, on um, what's her name's character. Um, oh Jane? man, Mighty Thor. Yes, Mighty Thor. It gave it gave us more insight on her and exactly what she's like. And she looks ripped, by the way, man. She looks she looks really good for the part. And obviously, you know, Thor found its identity from in part three, and it's continue. You can tell it's going to continue on with that identity that it established as compared to the first two. Um, so it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, my big thing was Christian Bale's character. Look, phenomenal. Gore, the God yes, yes, looked exceptional and something to really look forward to. And then the other character that was a pleasant surprise, that's always going to be a pleasant surprise, is uh, Zeus, played by Russell Crowe, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that looked, that looked exciting. Nothing crazy in the trailer, nothing that's going to really, at least I felt that's really going to, you know, wow factors or this is it or it's going to break records or whatever, but it seems to be like it's going to be a feel-good, cohesive, nostalgic story. You know, that's, that's kind of the vibe I got from it. Yeah, I think... Uh... I really think that they're betting big time. I mean, we know we know the caliber of actor that Christian Bale is. So uh, I honestly thought that the his look could have been a little bit better. But as I feel like the film is just it's going to be that same vibe tone as part three. Fun, good music, good vibes. Uh, if they are able to. Yeah, if they are able to to just execute Gore's character and make him feel dangerous and dark, uh, I think it's gonna be a hell of a movie. I think it, it all is gonna ride on his character, and who better than to bet it all on than Christian Bale? I mean, we do have an exceptional director directing this film, and you know, and and Taika Waititi is amazing. So, I, honestly, for me, expectations are high. You know, he, he's done a good job. He's done an exceptional job. A good job is an understatement. So I'm going into this with high expectations, a lot of fun, and, and a cool story. And you, you saw some of the visuals. You saw some of that stuff. And I'm kind of happy to kind of not get away, you know, from the whole multiverse and the, you know, uh, transition between timelines and, you know, forward and past and present. You know, it, it's, we've, had, we've had a couple of those already. So it's going to feel good to kind of get back to a ground. Well, I don't want to say grounded because we are, you know, we're in. Uh, in the galaxy, right? But a, a, a more cohesive, you know, setting, anyways. Yeah, for sure. I get you. My expectations also are about the same. I'm, I'm expecting, I'm expecting more Thor Part Three than Thor's One and Two. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, I hope so too. It'd be, it'd be. No, I mean, that's all. That's all we can hope for right now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, one another announcement. Real, just a real quick one is that The Witcher. Uh, the Netflix Witcher series uh, has started pre-production for season four. Uh, I know I love that show. I think you you've seen that one too, Marcus. I have seen the first few episodes. Familiar with the books, <laughs> you know the short stories and some of the short stories. I know the first season kind of does that, kind of goes into the, the whole short story aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have the games. And I know the games take place after the entire fact and stuff like that. I have not seen and finished all of it, but I have, you know, dwelled more so, more so into the novels, believe it or not, than the uh, show. So that doesn't count, right? But I'm, you know, I like reading. Yeah, for, for anybody out there, uh, phenomenal series, phenomenal books, phenomenal games, you know, whatever way you choose to experience them, like, just go for it because... 
everything all, all around back. great. Yeah. So then uh, last thing with our announcements is uh, Sony went ahead and announced that they are going to be putting out a Horizon Zero Dawn Netflix series, a God of War Amazon series, and then Gran Turismo, which I don't think they specified where that TV show would be. Um, but I, 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 I just saw that and thought like, uh, it's a, it's an exciting time to be both, uh, somebody that likes to watch content and play content because we're getting this overlap in things like horizon, God of war. Uh, we have the last of us coming. It's not far out. That's going to be on HBO. We also, uh, a couple weeks back got a, who is it that's going to be in Twisted Metal? Is it uh, Hayden Christian Church or his name is something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yes, Hayden, yes. Um, I'm thinking Tarzan, man. <laughs> Sandman well, that, from well that's where he's from. Well, that's where yeah, he's from. Yeah, he's the back also... Tarzan, right? Yeah. <laughs> with uh, with yeah. Brazier. But yeah, he's Sandman and Spider-Man. George of the Jungle. He, 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 George of the Jungle. He, George of the is. Jungle, but not Tarzan, yeah. <laughs> yeah and he's but actually yeah, from Harnigan, isn't he? Is he? I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure he's from the Valley. I had no idea. I'm pretty sure he's a Harlingen native. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm off. Maybe it's Brownsville, but I, I want to say Harlingen. My mind goes to Harlingen for some reason. I had no idea. But uh, Twisted Metal going to be on Peacock. Eight, uh, Last of Us going to be an HBO exclusive. Then we also have uh, a little bit further out. I think we have Fallout and Mass Effect series both coming to Amazon at some point. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess some of it I would say... Uh, I feel like uh, one of the things I just finished watching, which I'll go into a little bit more later, is uh, the Halo series, which I feel like was pretty successful on uh, Paramount+. Plus. I think they announced that it did something like 5.8 or 5 point some million viewers beating out Yellowstone, which is another one of the big shows on top of the world right now. Uh, so why, why not? Why not? And hopefully they're good. Uh, historically, I feel like we've gotten a lot of movies from video games that have not done too well. But in the form of a series, I feel like you can just cover so much more. Uh, and hopefully that's that becomes the medium in which we get these kinds of things, these crossovers, uh, so they can do them justice. Yeah, I know when, when, when it comes to um, a lot of these... Um... Uh, video game adaptations, right? Never been successful in the past. And there's a lot. And there seems to be already, they're starting to get the hang of it. And I'm going to, you know, I use, I'm thinking of Sonic right off the bat, uh, the detect, uh, Detective Pikachu right off the bat, which were movies, movies of all things that were done, done very, very well. Regardless of whether you liked them or not. I know some people are, oh, you like them, whatever, whatever, you know, sacrilegious things or whatever. But ultimately, any content is good content. Anything that's going to promote your series, a favorite series, it's it's exposure you know it's, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna expose it it's gonna do good for them overall it's gonna make more money which is gonna go right hopefully right back to gamers right you know hopefully right back to us you know getting this kind of content and now you're kind of seeing this transition in films uh i'm sorry and uh tv series right or animation series in this case and one that come comes off the, off the top of my head is arcane the great thing about a lot of these shows is you do not really have to experience or play these games to get into these shows arcane is an example i've never played league of legends but after watching arcane i i thought the story was amazing the characters were excellent everything about it to me was just borderline masterpiece it was exceptional 
the music mm-hmm. was fantastic. The characters were just driven and compelling and you gravitated towards them. And, you know, Arcane coming on Netflix, you kind of expect these things. Uh, and I Rico said another example would be from the Witcher, uh, the, the Witcher, right? Where you have um, Henry Cavill as your main character, who again is compelling and captivating. So this formula that they're actually working on, you know, that you're kind of seeing a lot more of, is working, you know, again, and whether it's good or bad, I know, I know Halo had that rap, right? Well, you know, kind of got, got away from the series, but again, any exposure is good exposure, especially something that does um, take its creative approach and has no problem using these creative approaches and creating something new, creating something different to try and just get a wider range audience. There's nothing wrong with that, right? To get these um, people from, you know, get these people more involved into that show or, you know, video game, if you would. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned the Sonics, you mentioned Pokemon. I think another one of the more recent ones that I thought was okay was uh, the reboot of Tomb Raider with uh, Alicia Vikander. Yes. I thought that was, a, that was a, a pretty good film compared to, you know, you look back at, at the quality of some of the old ones, the Double Dragon movie, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Super uh, Mario Dragon, Brothers. Go uh, even something like uh, off of anime, like Dragon Ball Z, the Dragon Ball Z movie, uh, you know, the Mortal Kombat, you know, some of them, even though we love them, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the quality, the quality has come so far. And I think we're definitely going in the right direction. And hopefully, yeah, these, that's uh, true. Totally forgot these, about Mortal Kombat. Totally forgot these, about Mortal Kombat. With these new shows, like I, you just kind of hope that we just keep building, keep building and find the right medium for the right story, whether it's more long form in shows or something that they can condense into an hour and a half, an hour 45 in, in a film. Mm. So just exciting, exciting time. Yeah, exactly. So with that, we'll jump straight into TV and movies. Uh, something we wanted to go through this week was some of the uh, things we remember from our childhood. So I'm, I'm going to establish some ground rules real quick before we get into the TV and movies because we're going to do gaming next. Um, I'm going to set just one rule for Rico, and that is not to mention anything Pokemon. Just going to throw that out there. No Pokemon. <laughs> well, believe it or not, in in brainstorming about these things, I feel like I feel like I tried really hard to stay away from the Pokemon <laughs> yeah. because that's an obvious one. If 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 you know me, and I know some of you don't know me at all, so. Uh, of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Pokemon, but I'm gonna stay away from it as much as possible. I actually did the same. Uh, I, I was brainstorming. I had the same thing with Zelda. Um, I, I honestly, I might not even mention it. Maybe give it a shout out just because you know it's it's my thing. Uh, but that's about it. Stay away from it. Um, made sure I did not talk about it at all. Also, yeah. I'll, again, I'll, I'm gonna mention it just because I can't not. But I'm not gonna go into it like too deeply, right? So. Uh, Anime, a big thing that we're both that a big part of everything nowadays with us is uh anime. What anime are we watching? Whatever. So, uh, childhood shows. Believe it or not, I didn't really watch too much anime. The only ones I could come up with were probably Dragon Ball Z, Yu Gi Oh. Uh, I know I might, I might get made get yeah, I might get made fun of for this, but I know Marcus will appreciate it. My sister was a big fan of Sailor Moon. So I fell into that thing where like, oh, what are you watching? And I would sit down and I'm like, oh, my God, what is this girl's show? But then I found myself sitting down there with her more and more. And 
I just watched, I don't know the full story or I'm not too familiar with everything, but I did watch a little bit of Sailor Moon, enjoyed it too. Uh, and then, plus, of course, I have to mention Pokemon, but that's, you know, is that considered, would Pokemon be considered an anime? It yeah, is. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so those were the big ones. Just uh, more of the little mainstream ones. Didn't really go into the any of the... Uh, I didn't see Naruto. I didn't see any of those when I was younger. I don't know. Your 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 list there would probably be a little bit more extensive than mine. Well, actually, I gave myself, at least for childhood shows, um, I gave myself an additional rule, and that was to not put... I, I, to be, I mean, not really get into the anime, and I try to think of more... Um, I guess Western type of cartoons, and this is not counting, uh, you know, and I remember, you know, Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons, if you remember those, right? You had Sonic X, Metabots, Lucha Libre, there was a Kirby show, stuff like that, which was awesome and amazing to watch. But the only time you could ever watch them was on a Saturday morning, you woke up, you know, at eight o'clock. So that was really tough. Uh, but I actually, the only anime I'm actually going to shout out right now from growing up are Digimon and Pokemon, but more so Digimon because, you know, I thought it was a lot of fun, and there was a marathon. I'll always forget one of my best childhood memories was actually waking up at 6 o'clock to watch a Digimon marathon that oh. ended with, yeah, that ended with Devimon uh, there at the end of season one getting into the real world and trying to take over the city. So it was awesome. And then you have Angemon and Angewomon and teaming up, and it was just awesome. And that was one of my, you know, so I got to give Digimon a shout-out there in a bit. Uh, but childhood shows as far as uh, growing up, Again, me focusing more on Western cartoons, which is very hard because I, you know, just anime was has always been a thing. Fairly, uh, Fairy Odd Parents was huge. Mm -hmm. Rico's gonna agree with me on this one. Courage the Cowardly Dog, mm -hmm. goaded show. Um, Sonic Underground is actually one I used to watch when I was like three or four years old. Sonic Underground came out on USA, uh, the USA channel, which was probably one of the first, if not the first, Sonic shows. I was really big into Sonic, strangely enough, growing up, more so the Sonic media, because there was, you know, Metal Sonic, a Metal Sonic movie, Sonic Underground, The Adventures of Sonic. Um, uh, and then there's even that, not, not Sonic Boom, uh, that's the latest one, but it was the one with the green, pink, and then Sonic. I forgot what their names were. Checked out a couple of that, but that was a little bit older. Um, and then there was one that I religiously watched after elementary school. Which, and I, um, I'm sure Rico, again, is going to remember these. And maybe some of you guys. Uh, Bear in the Big Blue House. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw that. Or it was just me. And then uh, Franklin, the little turtle who taught you stuff. You remember Franklin, right? The little turtle. Yes, whatever. Franklin. I, I'm familiar with okay. Franklin. You, you never saw Bear in the Big Blue House? No, I never <laughs> was, saw that one. It was a stuffed, it was a stuffed bear, dude. Probably the size of, you know, probably about six, six feet, six two. And he lived in a big blue house. And it was kind of like those Blue's Clues things. Loved Blue's Clues watch, uh, growing up um, also. But it was one of those things, I guess, for a more elementary audience rather than a toddler. So um, I really wanted to kind of, you know, get into those first because those are shows that kind of, you know, taught me a lot. And I still remember a lot of those uh, memories growing up from those childhood shows. Yeah. Uh, on my side, also, I actually watched a lot more of the Western stuff than I did anime like by far uh th for me it was things like batman the animated series like one of the most goaded shows ever i still say to this day uh again like ahead of its time and being that it had a dark tone you know it was a, a, a dark toned cartoon for kids like it was just great uh because of that batman was my always my favorite hero still to this day 
the other things I enjoyed was uh, Rugrats, X-Men, the animated series. Rugrats, X-Men, yeah, dude. Hey Arnold. Uh, I was a big Scooby-Doo guy. Scooby-Doo, uh, oh, man. Then uh, jump over to Nickelodeon and watch, catch a little bit of Doug. Uh, and Johnny Quest. Johnny very, Quest. Very, very different iterations of Johnny Quest over the years, but to we, me it was always real interesting. We, we, we always laugh at that one episode. Uh, where it was CG at its finest. It's the one with Medusa, and they go into that, uh, what is it, Medusa's temple, and he runs mm -hmm. real awkwardly. <laughs> uh, I forgot what the episode was called, but we checked that out a while back, and we were laughing because it was the greatest CGI we have ever seen. <laughs> Johnny yeah. Quest. We, it we, was we what, maybe about a, yeah, yeah, maybe about a year ago? Yeah, yeah. About a year ago? Yeah. And yeah. surprisingly, we didn't mention Spider-Man. I, I did actually, out of all of them, Batman and Spider-Man, I think I've watched more so than X-Men. That's because, you know, we checked them all three, and we played a lot of the X-Men games growing up, too. X-Men on SNES had a, um, you know, a really good one. And so did Spider-Man with the, with the red car uh, carnage uh, cartridge. But, um, yeah, Spider-Man was also another fun one that we watched alongside yeah. X-Men. I, I watched that one, too, a lot. I Just uh, next to Batman and X-Men and some of these other shows, I watched these a lot more, mm. uh, which is why I left it off my list. Yeah. Uh, but then from there, I also transitioned to more of those like preteen shows, which for me ended up becoming uh, one that was like a skit show, which is like was like a young, a younger version of something like Saturday Night Live. It went by the oh, name yeah. of All That. It, it was called All That. It uh, I think that's where Keenan uh, and Kel got their start. Well, Keenan Thompson, I'm enough to NSL, right? I don't know about Kel. No, I'm. I'm just saying. Yeah, Keenan oh. ended up going to NSL. I'm uh, uh, SNL. I'm sorry, oh, okay. but uh, but uh, but yeah, that's where they both got their start. And then plus everybody, all of a sudden, knew them from Good Burger, and then now they're doing their own things. Good Burger, man. <laughs> and then uh, another one was Boy Meets World. I was I loved Boy Meets World. And then uh, Boy Meets World's older brother was another show by the name of the Younger the Wonder Years. Which oddly enough, I think the both protagonists in those shows are brothers, Adam Savage and Ben Savage. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, another one of my, I still love it to this day is a series by the name of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh my God, I was actually a scaredy cat. So <laughs> like, yeah, no, like the You Afraid of the Dark actually scared Goosebumps. I can deal with Goosebumps was you know something that just did not really frightened me and the, and the one and i still remember my favorite episode from goosebumps so the one with the green mask and they put that they put on that green mask and they get stuck to the face so a little girl trying mm -hmm. to take it off the entire time but anytime it came to are you afraid of the dark when they would show on nick on, on uh, it was a nickelodeon right mm -hmm. i would turn off the tv and run away because i refused <laughs> <laughs> i refused to watch that scary shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go watch. At this time, I remember I'm gonna go watch reboot. Reboot was probably one of my childhood shows that I watched, and every and all those episodes I did see a lot. Special shout out to reboot because epic, epic stuff. But no, are you afraid of the dark? Was not carrying it for me, man. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you watch anything like Boy Meets World, Wonder Years, all that? Uh, any I, any anything like in that thing, realm? The only thing I can remember is um, Smart Guy, actually. Smart, Smart guy. guy. Because, uh, and and uh, Cornelio, actually, shout out to Cornelio real quick. 
um, always does the, hey, Marcus, because the older brother in that show was Marcus, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why it's one of the, and it's one of the ones that stuck out to me because I was, you know, very rarely did I see a show that had my name in it. And he always did the, he did the voice perfectly when we were little, the hey, Marcus voice. So it kind of stuck with me. Smart Guy was one of the ones I saw a lot. Okay. A lot. That was a good one. Story of a yeah. kid that is a, that's just a genius at the age of whatever, however yeah, old he whatever. was, and he goes to high school with everybody way older than him. Yeah, there, there was a lot of those. I think uh, Disney, I know those Disney stars, they didn't get really popular until I was in high school, but by then, uh, I didn't re- really watch any of those. Yeah, like, I remember Disney, I remember Sister, Disney's Sister. Were, yeah, I was going to say Sister, Sister, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. Uh, even Steven. Even Stevens. Yeah. Uh, Another one that I loved. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I used to kind of watch those, you know, and and never really. I think at the time, uh, what was on? I forgot what channel it was. It was um, the one with Brian Cranston as a dad with the little kids and Frank. Uh, Something in the middle, no? Uh, Malcolm in the middle. Malcolm Malcolm in the the middle. middle. Yeah, my brother used to watch that more. So again, I was always into. If you're up to preference, I was watching Courage Car Dog. Very odd parents or any any anime that I could find, whether it was Metabots or something that showed on Disney Channel or something. Okay. All right. So going from our past to current day, uh, what are we watching now? What did what are what are you watching? What did you just finish watching? What are you looking well, forward to? Uh, <laughs> I tried to get away from anime. Currently, it's really hard for me right now just to kind of get away from that stuff because. And Rico's recommended me some live action stuff. I just not that I have not, you know, not gonna watch. I just haven't really gotten around to it. Um, Let's be honest. In in one ear, out the other. No, not animated. (laughs) I'm going to. I'm going to. (laughs) I promise. Because it's easier to watch a twenty some minute episode than it is, you know, an hour long live action. You know, that's just. I mean, that might be an excuse. Right. Twenty (laughs) twenty minute episode. 20 minute episode but there's 700 episodes he'll do that but he won't watch he won't watch 10 45 and, and, minutes and, and rico's talking about ted lasso okay for those of you out there and i know i'm gonna get to it i promise and that's one that rico swears by and i'm gonna watch it um right after a couple of these animes that i have on my watch <laughs> i'm joking um, <laughs> but to be fair we are getting obi-wan and uh stranger things this weekend so uh i don't know I promise I'll get to it. But what I'm watching right now, and it is anime, aside from aside from Spy Family, do I think I mentioned Spy Family already? Uh, for some reason, I'm getting into this realm of dark, you know, those dark anime with the dark themes, mm-hmm. like uh, the uh, the Devil Man Crybaby, giving it a rewatch or whatever reason. Picked up Berserk, uh, picked up uh, Jigo Karaku on the mangas. Those are I'm re- I am reading the mangas the mangas for those dark themes. Um, so a lot of dark themes on those, but I'm also getting into something that's kind of filling this void and, and not that it's Haikyuu, but I am looking for a sports anime. And I actually saw the first three episodes of Slam Dunk, whether I'm going to keep going for that one or not, I'm not sure. That one released in 1993. It is dated and, and not that it's hard, but uh, Slam Dunk is that basketball anime. Um, but the ones that piqued my interest more so is Ao Ash, Ao Ashi, which is that soccer one um, that is coming out right now. It's by the same anime studio that made Haikyuu, production I, um, I, IG. So 
that one seems to be a lot interesting. I'm, I'm on, I've caught up. I'm on episode seven, waiting for the next one. It seems like a lot of fun. There are some parallels to it, you know, just not the fact that it's a sports anime, but there are some parallels with the crow and the main character and the way he does things. So that one's actually looking to be like a, it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I read the manga is awesome, so I'm hoping the anime does it justice. Um, to kind of get me to keep watching it. But that one is a great one. The other one I'm watching, which I did pick up yesterday, and I saw the first three episodes also, is Ace of the Diamond, which is a baseball sports anime. And again, why I'm getting to the sports realm of anime, I'm not sure. Not that I've never been into them, but I'm just, I have, I'm, I'm getting this itch. So Ace of the Diamond, I saw the first three episodes. That one seems to be like a lot of fun. Uh, it's a baseball one. Again, he, main character team goes off to Tokyo and he's the pitcher on this team of just, you know, a ragtag, a ragtag team of teammates, uh, baseball players. And it seems like a lot of fun. Those two have piqued my interest. The other one I was actually, and I was halfway through the first episode, but something came up was Hajime no Ippo, which is a boxing one. So again, bunch of, and they're all long, by the way, they're all about, I think, 100 plus episodes, except for Awashi, but I'm going to get through them because that's my fix. That's what I'm watching right now. Anyways, I know I kind of went off on a tangent there, but yeah. So that's the podcast for this, for this week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but on my end, uh, the things I just finished watching was uh, a Netflix soap by the name of who killed Sara. It's a typical Spanish soap opera, a very crazy complex story, just like any Mexican soap. You would see or hear about. Um, honestly, the this last season was a little wild, and the ending. Uh, this was the series finale uh, last season, uh, so it kind of left me a little eh, like I thought it was all right. Great that show, was series but the, finale. But the ending was just like well, that was the last season, so show's over. Show's over. Oh, okay. So we're, there's no season Final three of, of that one. Well, this was season three. There, oh. there was two seasons before. This was season three. It was, <laughs> it was a little wild. It was a little wild, but like, I mean, Mexican soaps usually are. Oh uh, yeah, real dramatic, right? Uh, you know, some great performances. Very exact. You nailed it. Very, very dramatic. I thought the ending fell a little short, but but it was good. It was a good show. Uh, I also finished Ozark recently. Uh, a lot of parallels with Breaking Bad there. Uh, oddly enough, another one that I thought the ending to me was a little, the journey was better than the ending. Uh, I also watched Halo, which if you're a Halo fan, you got to check it out. Uh, I know there's a lot of controversy with that about it uh, going away from like the games. People expected to see the games like scene per scene. Uh, and it's, it's nothing like it. Uh, it's a lot more about. You do see a lot of Master Chief, uh, but you see a lot of who he is when he's not fighting, which could turn some people off. Uh, A lot of backstory about him, how he becomes Master Chief, Uh, some original content in the Halo series also, Uh, brand new stuff, Uh, but definitely worth the watch. Um, then uh, in terms of the things that I'm looking forward to, Marcus mentioned Obi-Wan and Stranger Things, which will be out tomorrow. I believe we're getting two episodes of Obi-Wan tomorrow. Uh, and then it's going to shift to being an episode weekly on Wednesday nights. I believe we're getting 10 episodes. 
And then uh, Stranger Things. I think we get all all seven episodes. Uh, this is going to be season four, Marcus, or five? Four. We are on season four, yes. Season four, right. It's, it's going to be season four, which is going to be broken up into two different pieces. I don't say halves because it's actually going to be seven episodes tomorrow. And then two episodes on July the 1st. Yes, and this is acting as a penultimate season, which we're supposed season five is conf- confirmed, but season five is the last season of Stranger Things. Uh, and some news coming out of that is going to be that I believe the last uh, the last episode of this block of episodes, which will be episode seven, is supposed to be something like a full length movie, and uh, the same thing for the last episode of the next block of season four, which will be on July first, uh, which would be episode nine, I believe. So that for for live action, that's what I got going on. Uh, currently watching anime, uh, Death Note, uh, old school. Again, like you, I think you mentioned that you're watch that you're into like watching some darker stuff. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I know of Death Note, but I've never seen it. I know of what the story. Uh, I think I'm like on episode ten or twelve. Ah, okay. Ten to twelve, something somewhere there. So I'm I'm into it a little bit, but not. It's not that long, so I'm into it, just not halfway or anything like that yet. But uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm liking it. There's a lot of uh, the dark stuff, the morality, uh, just a lot of questions. It makes you ask yourself and makes you like think, what would I do? Is this right? Is this wrong? And it's one of those thought-provoking, philosophical. Mm-hmm. I know you've always appreciated those philosophical type of animes that you know that get you thinking about those life and death type of questions and scenarios exactly which i'm enjoying it so far uh up next for me i think on my list are gonna be uh i guess to go with the i'll 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 hold off on one but uh, some that i'm looking forward to watching up next are gonna be berserk and one that i hear that i've heard a lot about and it keeps coming up in different lists and and people that I that I hear talk about these dark anime is one called Serial Experiments Lane. Oh, yeah, that's an older one. It's yeah, it is an older one from what I hear. One that actually I could have watched back in the day when I was watching DBZ, Yu-Gi-Oh, Sailor Moon, Pokemon. But you know, it just wasn't the time for me to watch that, I guess, back then. But uh it's supposed to be very, very much ahead of its time. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm very interested in checking that out. I think I saw that. It was a Funimation exclusive, but now I guess since that and Crunchyroll are together, I guess I would find it on Crunchyroll. Yeah, I actually remember that one in particular. I, and strangely enough, I have not seen it. One of the, and it came out in 1998. I have not seen it. I think it came out at the time, and again, it came out at the time of another one called, what's it called? Ergo, Pro, Ergo Proxy. No, no, actually, no, Ergo Proxy came out years later. But the themes, and I, for some reason, I was always putting the two together. Uh, but Uncle Proxy is more of a dystopia, post-apocalyptic, where um, Lane is virtual reality, cyberpunk type thing. And I guess that's where I kind of was thinking more of the parallels between them. But it's a very short one. And actually, I haven't seen it. So I would like to actually watch that if, whenever you watch that one. Yeah, let's check, let's, let's check it out and, and see what we think. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. The other one is obviously the one that's on top of the world right now, Spy Family. Uh, I've only watched the first one, but... Uh, just in that first episode, I was sold. Like, I know this show's going to be good. Uh, I've just tried to finish off the things I was already watching. I, I just, for the life of me, I cannot watch too many things at a time. I have to focus, finish, and on to the next one. 
Really? Dang. I, I just, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't. Unless it's week to week. If something is already out, I guess, uh, I guess my family is still week to week at the moment, so I could probably just adopt it. But then, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess uh, we'll see when I just uh, decide to take the dive into that because I'm I just I'm hearing nothing but great things. Yeah, I know I you've seen it. it, and I know you love it. So yeah, and that's, that's what I was to say. I, I've actually picked up on it. Um, I'm, that's not what I'm caught up on. I've always been against this week for week stuff just because of this reason. Drives me nuts having to wait. Drives me nuts that I just I, and I want to see the rest of the story. Um, and I did that a lot. I think I've done that with two or three this time around, where I would usually go and wait for a story to finish and binge watch it. Uh, with that said, as far as something that I finished, um, I'm trying to think. As far as what I finished, I know I'm watching quite a bit right now, and the stuff that I finished is just not coming top of my head. I did rewatch '86 because the I I, I watched it subbed. The dub just came out and finished off, so I saw the last two episodes that were dubbed, and that one's amazing. Um, Ranking of Kings, I finished a long time ago, and Ranking of Kings was was also amazing, and those are the ones that are just coming off the top of my head. Um, but Ranking of Kings was awesome. Uh, Prince Boji, great story, feel-good story. If you haven't seen that one, check it out. Um, yeah, no, as far as, I'm trying to think. And again, unless I don't have actual Crunchyroll animation, I'm not watching it. I wouldn't be able to really tell you what I finished watching because it's again usually everything's kind of on there. And I'm just kind of of a it's kind of a factory, but I do enjoy yeah. everything. And I do I do pay attention. I, I promise. Um, yeah, you yeah. ready? You ready for this? What's the last live action show you watched? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Squid uh, <laughs> Games, maybe. Ah, uh, Squid Games. No Disney Disney Plus. Maybe it's not Disney Plus. Uh, I saw Boba Fett. Okay, uh, all right. That's not that long ago. Yeah, right. That's 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 pretty. That's pretty. That's a couple of months old, right? Like eh? that's, that's still fairly recent. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think before that it actually it had actually been uh, Squid Game, if I'm not mistaken. Which again, it was was one of the for last year, 2021. I would actually. It's easier for me to actually go back and check that one than it is to you know for anime, but. I'll, I'll you, let you know on that one. Did you ever watch? Uh, did you ever watch that zombie one where they're they're kids, like the Korean one? I have not. Uh, All of us are dead. All of us are dead. Yeah, that one was good too. I have not. I did actually no. I did see the other one. I did finish that one a long time. That one came out. Um, uh, it's the one that's based off of Manwa. Uh, also. Uh, oh, the, the, one, one, the the ones with the with those monsters that come in clean. Yeah, with the, yeah, the, with the uh, sin, uh, what do they call it, sinners, and don't sin because, or you're you're a born a sinner because of this monster, and uh, the, the I forgot that one was great. That one Hellbound, was cool. Hellbound. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. The cult leader, man, he was awesome. Yeah, that was a good one. That one was a good one. All right, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got some. I got a couple in there. In there and me, hey, you know, don't count me out. <laughs> yeah, it was just a question. <laughs> <laughs> that I helped surprise. you answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, we can jump over to some of our favorite moments from uh, from TV movies. It doesn't no, have to I'm... be. It doesn't have to be recent. Doesn't have to be old. Just anything you think of off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, and I did kind of link this to. Um what i'd watched growing up and again this is me just putting a special emphasis special focus on west these western television te- television just stand, stay away i can go off i just want to stay away 
from anime because I can go off on the Dragon Ball Z stuff and go off even on the Sailor Moon stuff. If you're going to tell me that, you know, or the early memory of Sailor Moon and that theme song, or, I'm sorry, her transforming, it, it's iconic, right? Or Goku going Super Saiyan for the first time. Again, I can go through all of those things and I'm not going to. Instead, I'm going to focus on on memorable moments to me that you know really and to this day stick out in my head um growing up one of the ones and if you've seen fairy odd parents right there is a character by who goes by the name of chip skylark i love his songs <laughs> and i remember with the with the icky vicky and the shiny teeth and me when and and strangely enough this is the voice lance bass from nsync is the one who voices chip skylark and fairy odd parents that was the singing voice anyways. That was a very pleasant surprise for me. So I, I remember I remember learning, learning the lyrics. Hey, Vic, you're so, so icky. Just thought of you makes me so, so sick. It just blew my mind. And I just remember, and it was like a minute song where the shiny teeth was actually a full-blown two and a half minute type song. So that was one of my, that was one of my memories. An, another str- weird one for whatever reason um, was Franklin. I used to watch Franklin a lot, and it did teach me something up until this day. It taught me what elbow grease was. <laughs> because in that particular episode, and, it, and by the way, this is also to kind of get to eliminate spo- I, I I don't want to really say spoilers from animes. So I just thought of stuff that you might have seen or never check out, obviously, Franklin. Um, it did teach me what elbow grease was because like, he's trying to fix something that broke, and the, and the guy says, oh, you need elbow grease. Oh, okay, where can I get some? And he says, well, it's not, something you can, you know, it's not something you can buy at a store. And he kind of proceeds to tell you what elbow grease was. So that was another one. Um, and one from a series, and this is probably the only one I will do just to kind of get away from the whole anime thing. And if, but if I have to, I will get into an anime one if, if Rico, you know, is going that route. But I do got something somewhere in my repertoire, you know what I mean? But in the series a reboot, again, that was one of the ones that I've seen. I've seen it three times completely. I just wish that w- that show would come back in a form, some comic form, if they kept going. If you're not familiar with it, it actually ends on the cliffhanger. Never really got an ending to that show. Um, but when they, f- there is a particular episode, which is a halfway point, where Enzo, get, they actually, Bob and Enzo lose this game and they get separated. Enzo actually grows up and, and I forgot his girlfriend's name, but him and his girlfriend are able to grow up because they got they got sucked into the internet and the internet caused them to become these adult figures of themselves and so when I, i'll never forget when they became adults it tripped me the hell out and i thought it was the coolest thing i'd ever seen because these you know i was watching this show about you know mainframe and then they go into the internet and it just blows my mind that now he's become this renegade you know type of character so that was actually one of the more memorable moments and something that is i wouldn't consider it anime because it's more canadian western animation but it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll try to keep mine very short. Uh, some of them, if you know, you know. Other ones, others, I guess not. But for me, it would be Vegeta turning Super Saiyan. Oh yeah. The music, the setting, the the contrast as to how Goku did it versus how he did it. And then just the also the the arc in which it happened, the lines that he drops, just wow! It was it was it left an impression on me. Uh, I still go back and watch it. Um, then I'll go with uh, Naruto Shippuden when Naruto defeats 
the almighty pain. Oh, and dude. Then his, oh, and then yeah. is, you know, and honestly, that whole episode, because of all the backstory and how they tie everything together, uh, the, pa- the parallels between him and pain and they consider each other. What do they, what do they say that they are? They're, they're, they're like brother, they're, yeah, they're, they're brother students or student brothers or something because they both learn from the same sensei. Uh, they just obviously took very, two, two very different paths. Uh, and then, and then you get this little, <clears throat> this little flashback as to all different times that Naruto went from being like a punk brat kid to now he's the hero of the village. Just that whole, that, that whole yeah. being all Sequence. together, just um, amazing, very <clears throat> emotional, especially if you've come this far in watching Naruto, the OG Naruto now to Shippuden. Just uh, to piggyback off that real quick, just to real quick, the fact that you mentioned that particular, you know, super memorable, e- even in, e- even in my head, that whole part and what made that even just extra special, ex- extra special. If my favorite character, character is Jiraiya and you know what episode I'm talking about. In that particular episode, we know what happens, and it just crushed me. The opening to this day just sticks out. Uh, it's it's by it's signed flow, uh, signed by flow. Um, it just sticks out, and that whole instance where Jiraiya then you know Naruto, and you see that progression all the way leading up to that point. Oh my god, dude! That whole sequence. I'm gonna the whole, the whole arc, oh, the whole arc. To be yeah, honest, yeah, dude. Like, it's, it's just to me, and to me personally, when someone says, "Oh, but not, honestly, pain." Naruto and Babe, just the whole pain arc, man. That was peak for me, and it just, oh man, I just thinking about it right now, man. It's giving, it's giving me the chills. So I'm, I'm done. But just, I wanted to throw that out there because, yeah, absolutely, yeah, right. and 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 rightfully so. I wanted to just keep it to a moment, but if 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 you could throw that whole arc into that moment, like it's just the, it's, it's That's so what it powerful. Is. You have to. It's yeah, so powerful dude. and so strong and just all the little ins and out and intricate parts of the story here and there. Just, it, it's what makes it so special. Yes. Uh, up, ne- up next, uh, Haikyuu season three, episode 10, murder of crows, music, imagery, uh, a tale of a team at facing adversity. Just oh, Mark. If you know, you know. Marcus knows. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um. Then the other things I'll say real quick also are the red wedding. <laughs> Game the of red, <laughs> the, the red wedding. Just like wow, like wow. What an episode! And not even the whole episode. Just the scene. What a way to close a show. And just just turn the whole show like upside down uh then another one uh i am your father if you know you know know. hey that's considered that's considered one of the greatest plot twists in cinema history it really is and i've always thought part five you know was is the greatest you know star wars movie i think yeah so uh the last one that i'll get into a little bit more and it's what made me fall in love with this particular character. And there was a Christmas episode. I don't remember if it was episode one or two. I believe it was part two. Because I believe part one was Man Bat uh, on Batman the Animated Series. Episode two, I think, was Christmas with the Joker. And there's a scene in which Joker has the perfect opportunity to 
get rid of Batman. And he has people hostage and says, a pie comes flying out and smacks Batman in the face. <laughs> and Joker just loses his mind. Oh, okay, I don't remember okay. if it's waste or like lava or something like that. And he's like gonna, about to cut a rope to let them in. It says, uh-uh, open this and I'll let them go. <laughs> it's just, it was just the best, dude. And I'll, uh, there's something that you might remember from this episode that a lot of kids would talk. They wouldn't talk about this, but they talked about something else in this episode because at the very beginning, the Joker is in Arkham Asylum and he escapes because he flies out of Arkham Asylum on a Christmas tree that has rockets on it. And he sings a little song that goes something like this. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. The yeah. Batmobile lost a wheel and the Joker got away. Oh, bravo. You have bravo. to remember that, right? Yeah, I do. Hey, no, I'm, that's growing up. That's, that was, that's what the jingle became. Uh, you know, jingle bells, jingle bells, or, you know, Robin laid an egg. Like, that's, that's just the way it was. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah, so those are those are some of the moments that stand out to me the most over different things that I saw, different things that just left an impression and that I are a very big part of my life. The Batman, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, Haikyuu, Game of Thrones, Star Wars. Yeah. Of course, I could Drew's mention countless moments in Pokemon, but somebody doesn't want me talking about it. So. Yeah, I mean, it's only fair. Otherwise, your whole list would be, you know, Pokemon. Oh, yeah, for Pokemon Episode 1, Pokemon Episode 2, Pokemon Episode 3. Oh, Squirtle Squad Episode. Oh, oh okay, Squirtle, cool. Squirtle Squad, oh. Bye Bye Butterfree. Like, come on, bro. Uh, Char- the Charmander episode when, you know, Charmander loses his tail and he dies if he does and his trainer leaves him out of the rain. What? <laughs> Was this a yeah. kid's show? <laughs> yeah, that was but, crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like I, I'm sure you can go on and on. I did want to piggyback real quick off that first one you said. Uh, you had mentioned the whole Vegeta thing, and for some reason, I just I thought I love the Android saga of Dragon Ball Z, and one of the awesome again, this is me kind of getting into anime just a little bit, aside from the draft thing, you know, because I, anyways, before I get on that boat, I'm not gonna get on that boat was that when Doctor Zero meets the Z fighters on this little island, right? And Dr. Dr. And Goku says, we got to get away from here. There's too many innocent people. And Dr. Jiro says, I can fix that. And in the Bruce Faulkner <laughs> version, you get the, you get the, the super creepy uh, circus music. And we played it before. And it's real high pitch, real ominous, and, and almost kind of wacky. And you just see Dr. Hiro, Dr. Hiro just laser beaming the entire, <laughs> the entire village right behind Goku, just pew, 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 and he, he annihilates. You know the entire back half of Goku's back aside, <laughs> and he says, and he says, um, "There, I think this should suffice. That's half the island." And I remember seeing a comment was like, um, somebody says, "Well, I'm sure the people behind Doctor Zero are, you know, super satisfied that they didn't get hit." <laughs> Dude, yeah. epic, epic. I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I'll find it for you uh, right now as you transition, just so you can get a watch. You know, I'll, I'll put it there, man, because it, it is epic, and you gotta watch it with uh, Doctor Zero music, man. Oh, that sounds that sounds great. Uh, so I guess we can hop over to gaming. Again, another throwback little thing. Some things that we remember from our childhood. Uh, we can start with some games, childhood games. Games. I'll I'll let you go. Uh, kick off this one. I think again, no Pokemon. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Uh, that's not happening. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start off. I'll start off with some of the some. I actually broke mine into three different sections. Uh, 
One of them being uh, some of the computer games I remember as a kid. Uh, first one being Oregon Trail. Oregon, what a classic. Oregon Trail. Uh, then there's another one by the name of Midnight Rescue that we actually used to play at the computer lab in my, uh, at my elementary. And I think you went to the same elementary for a long time, so I don't know if you remember that game. Which one was it again? I'm sorry. It's called it's called the uh, Midnight Rescue. It was like it was one of those like learning games that you would play. But I remember I always had a blast. I just put it there in the Discord in case you want to take a look at it, see if anything looks familiar. Yeah, that's what it was. But the one I played is this in black and white by any chance? I think you sometimes there was a version that was black and white, but there was also one like with colors. Dude. Yes, dun, 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 dun. I used to play that all the time, dude. I used to love that game. What's yeah. it called? Midnight Rescue? Oh yeah. my god, talk about a wave of nostalgia, dude. Yeah, and yes. it was it, it was one of those that we would go and play at the computer lab, and of course it had its learning aspects. There was a little bit of a I think it it was focusing on, on English. You would have to read little things and then it would ask you a question. You ran into ghosts and robots and you would use your flashlight to kind of solve like what was going on at school you would collect you would take pictures uh it, it was just a, a fun little time at school going and playing the computer game even though it was still educational but i'm glad you remember it too man I remember yeah, that one i remember blaster ball too at the computer lab i remember blaster the math, ball. The math I, one the math yeah. version with the little green alien uh i remember the typing game that we used to play too it was like a I think that one might have been when I went to the fifth grade campus. So maybe you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that one. It was like a ghost and you had to like type what he was telling you. I think so. Uh, maybe. I didn't really get into the whole typing skills, honestly, until maybe middle school myself. Okay. So then the, the other ones I would mention would be like the bug dumb, the nanosaur. Like a, lot of, a lot of us I know in our friend group are familiar with. And then one that was also on two that were on the Mac also exclusively. I think that were. Pistol Pete, which later got changed to Mighty Mike. Yeah, then, Pistol Pete. And Mac Attack. Remember Mac, Mac Attack? Attack? Yes, dude, Mac Attack. And, and it was a very simplistic game. You had what looked like a little claw right in the middle. The claw is in this little cylinder-looking thing. And there's mm -hmm. these balls or these, these, these Pac-Man, evil Pac-Man-looking things coming right at you. And you just got to blast them away. Yeah, very simplistic. And, you know, I, I was thinking, like, Man, there were such simple games back then. But then you look at something that we got into super recently, Vampire Survivor, and like, hey, hey man, the simplicity of these games. Yeah. Works. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that's, that's what I have in terms of like things that I used to play on the computer. I don't know if you have some other things too, like that if you, uh, I narrowed mine again to like computer stuff that I would play at home. And then another thing, that another category I put it into was like arcade games. Like we would go out. And yeah. Arcade. As far as, and, and, I, and again, I mentioned, you know, the Golden Sun, Ogre Battle, and I'll keep mentioning those when it comes to childhood games. Um, no, kind of get away, get away from that. Um, and one of the ones I always remember, more so on the SNES, Super Nintendo. I will get into the PC just a bit. Uh, but for Super Nintendo, and I remember telling Rico, I was like, hey, here we played a game called uh, Unit Racer. And Rico says, no, what's that? I said, here's a video. And legit, it's a unicycle 
on what looks like these these straight lines with that are, look like ramps and stuff like that and you gotta go go race from point a to point b while doing super cool spinny tricks on this with this unicycle and no there's no person on it it is just a unicycle that you're racing with so rico saw it was laughing and i said this is peak snes man what are you talking about <laughs> yeah and then uh so yeah uniracer was one of my go-to racing games i i i, I you know i want to say there was also another racing game with these little four cars in different colors and legit right left on a small little track but no i'm getting i'm getting off topic but uniracer mm-hmm. snes amazing another snes game and again i associated this with um seven up for some reason uh, and i might be because was there an old seven up logo maybe you can help me out that was maybe a red dot seven was it up was it seven up was a red it was like a red dot yes okay so yeah. seven up seven up yeah. seven up logo had this red dot with with sunglasses on right or or my or my or my mistake no no I, you're right you're right okay so there is a game called cool spot and i don't know if there's any relation between the two do you do you, do you know what cool spot is no you have no idea what cool okay I'm just gonna put. I'm just gonna put. I don't know what I should put an image or a video, just so you can kind of see. Um, I'm just gonna put this link, um, just so you can see more or less what it is. Now, Cool Spot was a platformer that had a red dot, and he, he was like a red circle guy, not exaggerating, with sunglasses on, and very, very reminiscent of of the of the Seven Up logo. And he was on a beach, and again, it was a, just a platformer, and he just, that's the way he went. Now, it might have, and again, this Marcus, is not a little... Uh, Marcus, Marcus, if you look at the cover of the game, on the bottom left, it has the 7-Up logo. So okay, you see... It and was that's a 7-Up game. Okay, so that's what I was about to get to. If it was a 7-Up game, and now that I know it is, I wouldn't have known when I was little. Because yeah. it was just, I thought it was a for whatever reason. You thought I it was just coincidence, yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. Like, I didn't remember, I didn't remember, oh, you know, the cool spot guy. The guy with sunglasses. I was like, oh, look, it's 7-Up. I had no idea in relation. I'm looking at the images, and he actually surfs on top of a 7-Up bottle. But it, it was a fun platformer that came out on Super Nintendo that I just had a lot of fun with. So, <laughs> I'm not, again, too You know, the cover, the, the cover looks familiar. I, I just never played this. Yeah, and, and you and you might have seen it. You might have seen it. I was always um, more of a sprite guy. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't be if you played Cool Spot, all right? Telling you right now, action with an attitude, man. Um, now, kind of getting into the old PC uh, spectrum. Growing up, we did have those old, you know, Macintosh computers at the time, is what they were called. The ones with pre-installed PowerPeat um, on them, but. We did get a more modern computer, and this was obviously in, in the mid-90s, late-90s. We picked up uh, StarCraft and WarCraft 1, and then WarCraft 2 came out in the later, in the, you know, late-90s. We, that game, between me and my brothers, that game de- defined our, basically, gaming childhood. Because we, we, that was, you know, strategy games to its peak, introduced us to the whole concepts, this awesome world by Blizzard, and we were just, you know enthralled in, in in these universes starcraft and warcraft and which is to this day you know just i would always hold a special place 
in in my heart just because there were those two games that I grew up with and those strategy games. And then when internet, we had dial-up. Um, for those of you who might not be familiar with dial-up, you best believe you hook it up to a phone line. It makes weird noises. You connect to the internet, and now your whole household is not allowed to use the phone because otherwise it'll disrupt the internet. We had dial-up. And there was the Battle.net. Well, it wasn't called Battle.net at the time, not until the late 90s. But when we played StarCraft, we would actually play online. And we would play, like, Evolves or these game modes or whatever and have a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, that was one of my first instances as far as childhood games. You know, it's, it's, you know those, especially from the SNES and um, StarCraft and WarCraft. For me, anyways. Yeah, so back to my... Back to some of my other ones. I mentioned the PC ones. Then I guess uh, the ones that I would play at home, the ones that I own myself, uh, obviously just because I have to, I'll mention the Pokemon series, uh, which was just the game that I, the games I fell in love with, still play to this day, have played throughout the years. Uh, when I was younger too, I was very into a lot of the wrestling games. And uh some of our our closest friends uh three brothers by the name of uh ricky leroy and omar i would spend we were at each other's house constantly we were barbecuing at their house on the weekend and at my house on the next weekend and we were always into these games some called uh revenge wrestlemania 2000 wwf no mercy uh smackdown versus raw we were into all the wrestling games and also into wrestling you know watching wrestling period uh so that those are some of the biggest memories i have going back and forth with uh with the boat with my boys uh we got into super smash when super smash first came out on the n64 uh if i remember correctly ricky was always donkey kong i was was, was always kirby actually ricky now that i think of it went back and forth between donkey kong and pikachu I think Omar would play Samus and Leroy would play Fox. And we would just go on and on and on and play all night. Uh, another one of those games uh, in the same token is GoldenEye, 007 GoldenEye. Uh, just talk about a shooter that just really set the standard for being able to go to your friend's house, couch, and just have at it with each other. Uh, I know it, in the morning. Yeah, and I know it came back. I know it, they had talked about ma it making a comeback or re-release or something to some effect in the last couple of years, but I don't remember ever hearing. I think it did come out, but I, I don't think it just uh, it was as, as successful as people thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm sure they were trying to play off the nostalgia and stuff like that. I mean, I'm never, I, I, remember, I remember the game we're talking about, but I don't remember it looking very appealing, actually. It wasn't the best looking. It was just uh, spending all night just killing each other. Oh yeah, and, and then it, sometimes you would uh, yeah. sometimes you would do golden gun mode, or sometimes it was just chop uh, hand chop yeah. mode. Yeah, uh, slappers <laughs> only. Slappers, slappers only, only. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah oh, it, man. That was that was how we settled shit. Like, who, yeah. who was who was the guy that night? You know, uh, I Mark is gonna love this one. You can't not talk about Ocarina of Time when you're talking about your childhood. Uh, us, you know, if you were if you were a kid, the same time we were a kid, you had to have heard, played something with that game. You know a little of it. Uh, another one for me that I loved was Tony Hawk, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series. 
just the soundtracks, dude. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, then the last three I'll mention real quick, too, are the arcade games. Uh, the Simpsons and X-Men, both of which, if you know where Real Granny City is, and uh, if you went to Pizza Hut at all during the 90s, <laughs> yeah. that's where you went to play those. Yeah, I remember Colossus. Was, Colossus was my favorite in the X-Men uh, arcade. Because Same. I, 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 if not Colossus, because he was always a favorite, was Nightcrawler was the second one. Yeah, for me it was Colossus and then Wolverine. Uh, and then yeah. there was another game uh, that I, I actually think came out on console because I think one of my cousins had it, but they had it for the longest time at Starlight here in town was a game named Primal Rage, which was a fighting game. And it was the, the roster consisted mostly of like dinosaurs. And I think there was two apes. And it, it was just... Some, I had never played anything like it, and it was the only, outside of Smash, probably the only fighting game I liked when I was still. Dude, man, uh, speaking of fighting games, that, that kind of just triggered a memory. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Primal Rage, but um, the one we used to play a lot, my brothers and I, and I don't know if they'll maybe oh, remember it. I, I know. Uh, so I, I want, okay, well, I'm going to say it. It's a game by, by the name of Clay Fighters. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Now, Clay Fighter had Bad Mr. Frosty, Blob, and, and, and again, I'm talking about one of the first ones. I, rem- I remember Bad Mr. Fro- Frosty, Bob, and Taffy. Those are the three that I remember. Um, that game, for whatever reason, was awesome. And I remember the fighting just being so cool, dude. And it was so wonky, so wacky. And, you know, you had Frosty, the snowman, beating the hell out of this Viking-looking chick. <laughs> and I think I think in one of the later ones, or, you know, or it might have been in, in one of the, because I know those fighting games get released. Because um, for some reason, maybe it might have been Earthworm, Earthworm Jim in one of these games. Or you know, I might have might have remembered it differently. But I remember seeing Earthworm Jim. Speaking of Earthworm Jim, childhood games, right? God, and that game was hard, too. That was a hard one. Um, but yeah, Clay Fighters, man. Goaded. Yeah, one of those. Uh, so if there's nothing else, we can move over to a couple of moments from uh, gaming. All right. Well, for a couple of moments, and I do got a, quite a few. Um, I'm going to just kind of briefly touch up on some and then kind of get into just a couple. But um, one of my favorite childhood games, and I'm, I didn't mention this in, in the um, gaming part, and I'll mention it now, which is probably why I did it. A uh, game called Mystical Ninja starring Goman. Goman. Um, the dialogue is supposed to be hilarious, it's supposed to be funny, and people are calling it some, kind, of a, kind of like a, a Zelda imitation. But it did distinct itself because of its wonkiness and the dialogue, and it was just totally bonkers. Um, well, I'm going to tell you how bonkers it is because one of my most memorable video game moments actually came from this particular game. To kind of give you some background information, I remember my mom renting this game um, and me seeing, the, me seeing it and I said, not the one I want. And I remember throwing a tantrum. We spoiled, spoiled Marcus, right? Throwing a tantrum. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want this game. I remember getting home and just tossing to the side. Well, my, big, my, my oldest brother, um, RJ, shout out. He had no problem picking up games, you know, and he free, obviously when you're little, your, your oldest brother always tends to be the, the, you know, the god of all games, right? You know, the end all be all of people that, you know, are the best at these things. Picked it up and I remember him just turning it on and I remember just immediately being like, I'm a dumbass because it, I, I thought it, it, looked, it looked awesome. It was funny. I remember reading it. Well, 
seeing RJ, and I'm not exaggerating, in one section of this particular game, right after it, think of it as if you clear the first part, there's this giant monster that's coming at you from a distance, right, at the sun, as the sun is setting, and this is an N64 polygon type stuff. He's coming at you. Now, uh, Goemon pulls out, if I remember, it's like a conch shell, blows into the conch shell, and the super cool song just comes out, man. I remember just, it, it was a banger, dude. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that video so you can see. A Goemon Zord comes out and lands right in front of Goemon. He gets into this giant machine, and now it's, it became a battle of a Goemon Megazord versus this big boss bad guy and this megazord it's first person you can kick you can swing and punch him oh my god just that's when i realized that this game was unlike anything i would ever played before and the music was just so intense and the fact that you're in this megazord it was awesome um and i'm gonna find that for you just so you can see how crazy that was um as, as far as that video game moment is concerned i did want to touch brief and touch base on that zord now the next uh, moment, Super Mario N64, and I guess for whatever reason, these moments are always sticking out, just always have some great bangers to them, and in this case, it's when you first fight Bowser, and obviously the Bowser's ending, but when you first fight Bowser and you see him just kind of walking towards you and the song comes out, dun 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 dun, and you're just like, what the hell, and you're just, and you're Mario, right, you kind of see this Bowser coming at you and the song is just intense epic and then when you see bowser at the end and he's in his rainbow form and this piano organ is playing real ominous real sinister and you're just kind of like oh my god like this this guy's gonna kill me right you, you knock him twice um then he jumps up smashes the ground turns to a star the the back is just all purple it, it it's real it's real and that's that boss scene growing up was one of the more you know just intense you know, moments of just Bowser, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I'm sure you're, you have a Bowser moment, right? You played in 64 Mario, right? Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, it would, it would be that first battle with Bowser. Just, uh, I had never played anything like that first one where you, and it, <laughs> looking, looking back now, like it, it was very easy and going oh, yeah. back now, but I remember just, the music, the stage, and, and the way he you walks, know, and, and, and even even before that, having to pass that area where you get to him, you know, there's that little that area that you have to pass, and it, it's not hard, but like as a kid, you're doing all this stuff, then you jump into the pipe, and then here he comes. The stage is moving, the music, the menacing. At the time, those graphics were top notch. Like, hey, dude. It was it was prime prime video and, game peak video game for us. And then and then once you start to get to the the harder iterations of that same fight, you know the stage starts to fall apart, like you like you mentioned and stuff like that. Like, oh, just great. yeah, and and it was awesome. And, and Bowser being you know who he is as as one of the most iconic villains is just it's awesome. Uh, so a couple of more that I have here. It's a game called Advance Wars. Um, now, not the first one, not the second one, as goaded as they are, as great as they are. It was one that came out for DS called Days of Ruin. And the reason that one actually kind of stuck stuck out to me, it's more of a more personal reason. It might be a little more of a cliche thing, but 
when I was a senior in high school, not senior, I'm sorry, when I was a junior, sophomore in high school, I did end up in the hospital for about two weeks because I had this, you know, condition with my lungs. And I remember right before them, my mom said, you're going to be in the hospital for a while. So go. And we went to a place called Circuit City that is no longer around. Pick a game, she says. And I had my DS and I, I still had the OG DS. And um, I remember picking up Advanced Wars Days of Ruin. It looked great. It, it reminded me of Fire Emblem. I had Fire Emblem for Lego Advance. And that game got me through my hospital visit. Epic game, epic score, epic story, just dystopian. And it was awesome all around. I, I remember enjoying it immensely. I still have my copy to this day, one of the few games I've never gotten rid of because, you know, as far as that memorable mo- moment, it kind of holds that, you know, place in my life as getting me through that trying time in my life. Um, a couple of more. Um, Danganronpa, if you never played it, first played it for the PSP, or no, PS Vita is what I paid it for. And I remember that was one of my first instances with visual novels, visual novels, the visual novel genre as far as telling stories. I had no idea what this game was in, was in for, what was I going to do? All I knew was I had to solve cases and stuff like that. Well, the, in the very beginning, you meet a character who you think is going to be, I guess, your love interest and whatever, whatever. And your main character is like, oh, you know, goes to sleep, wakes up. Well, this love interest, who you think is love interest, is dead. So now you have to figure out who killed her. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, right? So you get the whole thing, right? The once you figure out who the killer is, the way that this killer dies, and I was never, I was like, what the hell? It, it plays like some sort of, I guess, slash anime slash, um, gaming cinema thing, whatever. It was like a thirty second clip. They strapped this, they strapped the killer onto a pole. Well, this killer was the best baseball player. That's what he was. They strapped him to a pole. They pulled out a pitching machine. Well, this pitching machine started throwing pitches at the killer attached to this pole one pitch two pitches three pitches these pitches get faster and faster and to the point where this these pitches start going at an overflowing rate being thrown at 100 miles per hour or this guy is being tortured on the pole getting hit by the balls that he used to hit and he and he's just getting well done well done well done until the point that he dies i said what the hell did i just witness epic dude that was epic um that dang and romper kill and that was one of them one of the again that was my first ever experience with visual novels um so that was really cool luigi's mansion just to kind of wrap up here for this part luigi's mansion first playing that game uh, and i and i talk about uh cornelio shout out to him and his page uh his page his um his twitch stream he does have a twitch stream by the way twitch.tv dash mj2571 if you want to go check him out um awesome so shout out to cornelio and this whole luigi's mansion thing is because of him so now Luigi's Mansion uh, was one of the games that Cornelio and I grew up playing. And for some whatever reason, we used to play that game in the dark on the GameCube. We'd turn off the light. And the only thing you just hear is, doom, doom, doom. and he'd be like, Mario, with his real creepy voice, Mario, looking for his brother because Mario was kidnapped and they lost him in this building. So that whole memorable Luigi's Mansion thing was just so epic because of the music and the way Luigi spoke. And just to wrap up, uh, one of the other games I played is called Asura's Wrath. Very anime, very episodic. I think there's only like 24 episodes, and each one are maybe about 40 minutes long. In this, as far as this game is concerned, it's not a very long game, but very underrated game, by the way, because when it first came out, it did have that. People um, bashed it because more so because of the ep- episodicness and the fact that the final four episodes, the ending, was locked behind DLC, so you had to pay for it, and that was a big deal. But the game 
as far as anime game was concerned th this guy gets he basically he's betrayed by his by his people he they kidnap his daughter so the entire thing and it's called Asura's wrath because he's so pissed off he wants to get his daughter back to where he's just beating and killing whatever's in his way and it was so epic because you know the music and the way he screams and, the, and he's just he's just always angry and the ending i remember being so satisfying and this is on top by the way of you know just some of the anime that i've seen this game going toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of those very underrated the ending was epic i still remember you know as if it were yesterday and just the character after this long journey just having that satisfaction you know so really epic asura's wrath as far as the memorable moment is concerned um and obviously and i mentioned before up there with you know near automata's y ending and other things that i mentioned in the previous podcasts but those are my memorable moments i might have taken a little longer than i thought it was <laughs> my bad no hey i mean they're memorable for a reason uh uh the one I'm familiar with, I, I actually didn't play it, but Azura's Wrath. I know of that game because I feel like the cover is very like distinct. Oh yeah, that cover for that game. So I, I'm I've never played I never played it again, but uh, I if know you have, if you have time, if you have time, it's a 15, 20 hour game, dude. Just take it out, man. And I promise you, you're gonna like this Azura dude. You found respect for that guy because he's just awesome. All right, I'll give I'll definitely. Uh... See where I can uh, get my hands on that. But uh, my moments, uh, most of them are just going to, I'll, I'll be quick. Most of them are very easy to, uh, to talk about very quickly because the first one I'll mention is Arthas. If you know, oh. you know. Uh, world. Of, uh, what was that? Warcraft two. Warcraft part three. Two, that's Warcraft, two, Warcraft that's, two to Warcraft three. Don't you meet him Warcraft. first in Warcraft two? Arth, no, Arthas actually is first introduced in Warcraft three. In Warcraft, in Warcraft yeah, because in Warcraft two we get Medivh, and um, from the and uh, Uther Lightbringer. Oh, okay, so he wasn't across games. He was just in, in one game. Yeah, but in part in part three is where we meet Arthas. Yes, sir. Yeah, I know. So, I know what you're talking. If you know, you know. Yeah, yeah that Ar Arthas <laughs> and and where you where you start as his character to where you end up is just your mind is oh, blown. Yeah. And I, I love his one-liners too. Oh, the city must be purged. <laughs> so epic. Yeah, the one out uh, the one the iconic one to me is Frostmorn. Frostmorn hungers. Oh, well, I wasn't gonna say that part because obviously he's already you know. If you know, you know, right? <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, we're not. We don't have to go any more than that. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You know, just a character. I won't. I won't say what kind of character, whatever. But just you know, if if you're okay with playing old games, give it a try. If you just want to watch and learn, you know, an an icon, an icon of the gaming scene, uh, and I feel like I had to mention that. Yeah. Something else. Something else would be just a couple words. Uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> I feel like oh, I feel yeah. like uh, a game that's uh, a little bit older now. Uh, <laughs> first came out on PC, then came to console that me and uh, us and our crew got into a while, a couple years ago. A game by the name of uh, Player Unknown Battle Battlegrounds. Uh, also goes by the name of PUBG. Uh, one of the first BRs that became a worldwide phenomenon and just being able to survive either on your own or with your squad. Uh, it just felt like such an investment of a game. Games would usually last, what, 20, 30, 45 minutes? 
Yeah. And being able to say that either you or you and your team, a part of your team, were the last ones standing. Just man, like I haven't I haven't felt anything like that in oh, other yeah. BRs. And it was so satisfying. And we played that game with the glitches and everything. And it had some great memories on top of the winter wick and chicken dinner, especially dying. Oh, I was, I was the butt of so many of those glitches that it was just hilarious. <laughs> uh, I'm healing. Forget I'm the fact that I'm being shot oh. at by right at the end, the last, what, six guys and being shot at. And I, I was more worried about getting healed, healing myself than Rico taking out these last three guys, okay? <laughs> yeah, just, you know, so many memories within the game, but just at the end, everything was about getting those words on your screen, winner, winner, chicken Yes, winner. yes. Uh, then another one would be uh, Modern Warfare 2. Being able to get a nuke in Modern Warfare 2, which at that time was a 25 kill streak. And another thing about Modern Warfare 2 that was very, and the Modern Warfare series in general, which I'm going to have to touch on here with our next topic too. Uh, there, was, there was a level in the Modern Warfare 2 campaign where you actually play as the bad guy. And he drops a line that says, remember, no Russian. Dude, and that, yes. that was the name of that level. And I had never played anything like it. And I think I've played maybe one other thing that was also maybe in a COD campaign that was a little eerie like that. But at the time, you know, very controversial. People was... were going crazy about that level. Uh, I think you could skip that level if you decided to turn on the content filter. I don't remember if the game shipped like that or if they had to update it to be able to skip that level. But um, yeah. Blew my mind. Blew my I, mind. Still blows my mind. About the airport scene, right? The airport yes. level. Oh, man, dude. God. Yeah, I still actually remember where I was when I, when I played that level for the first time because I was freaking out. Like, am I really doing this, man? Like, what is going on here, man? Yeah, it, it, it was wild. It still is wild. Uh, and in today's day and age, you, I don't think anything like that would pass. To be <laughs> that was, that was epic. It really was. It's, it's that crazy. Uh, then, uh, destiny, destiny, the taken King, the, the raid, it is a, it, for the most part, it's a looter shooter kind of game in that you go, you shoot, you have abilities, you collect pieces of, uh, armor, guns, you upgrade and, they came out with a raid in which you have to go in. There were six people. It wasn't the first raid, but probably the best raid, in my opinion, that has ever come out in the Destiny series. Uh, just because there was, I think, one, two, three, four rounds of bosses that you had to beat. And being able to go in there, at the time, I was hooked on that game. At the time, I was hooked on that game, and I had a squad that I would play with. Uh, shout out to all them. If you're listening, If uh, you know, I... I I don't want to mention if you know, you know, uh, but um, yeah, the I think we tried to do that raid day one, but a lot of times, a lot of times when a raid comes out, you don't know any of the mechanics. You don't know what the best uh, guns are, what the best armor is. So having to go through those and figure things out on your own as a team, kind of see what other people are doing. You know, as a community, you try to figure them out and everybody try to pass this thing. We didn't end up beating it on day one, but we beat it on day two, which is the fastest that I personally have ever beaten a raid in Destiny. Uh, 
but yeah, that that's one. And then I have to talk about Pokemon. Uh, the very first, I remember being in fifth grade when Gold and Silver came out, and I think I've mentioned it probably before, but just that battle where you beat the Elite Four for the second time, you get access to this area called Mount Silver. You navigate through Mount Silver, and then you find a trainer at the very end of that at that place, and you you come to find out that he is pretty much the embodiment of Ash Ketchum from the anime, or maybe even the character that you played in your first playthrough in Pokemon Red, Blue, or Yellow, because you kind of he kind of has like the standard set of Pokemon that you would have like if you played those games. So just uh, being able to take him on and that was memorable for me. And I, I, I gave him a whooping. Good. Now that you should, did you get that milk take a whooping and in, in, in the joke? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Goldenrod? <laughs> uh, so then, anything else you wanted to mention there, Marcus? Or now we move on to... Oh, we, can, we, can, we can go ahead and move on. All right. So the next thing we had was maybe, maybe going to be the hot take stuff of this this uh, particular podcast overrated underrated character you want me to take this one or you want to start oh you go ahead and take this one uh i, I know you have uh the the guys who we're gonna talk about right so i was gonna start with overrated and overrated. i think one of these is gonna be a hot take the other one maybe not so much but I think for me, uh, may, for, this is just personal. But the first one I'll start with is Assassin's Creed Ezio. Okay. I didn't get into that series, personally. Okay. Uh, I played the first one. <laughs> and, and I just, I didn't get into it. I wasn't about it. The character was forgettable. What? Maybe, okay. Maybe, maybe it's just me <laughs> that... <laughs> that it didn't hook me the assassin thing just i don't know i thought like why play this when i could play I, I would just rather put my time elsewhere so i'm gonna already gonna tell you that i think as of in our today's day and age that ezio Artore might be a little underrated i always thought assassin's creed 2 at least to me i've never played the modern ones but i stopped playing them after uh assassin's creed 3 was the last one for black flag whichever one black flag was i played a little bit of, of i played halfway through that kind of dropped it because i was already kind of over it you know um ezio especially when you follow his first um he has uh yeah part two you have uh revelations being part three and i forgot which one was in the middle uh but there was there was one in the middle because he's in He's in Constantinople at the end with Revelations. But as you have to the story, and they even finish it off with a video where he kind of, you know, passes away on the bench after his 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 life. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna heavily disagree. I love those. I played all the uh, his story, his collection. I've actually played them all, and I remember just you know, Ezio was my boy, man, because he was just you know doing whatever he could. Ah, oh, man, so good. 
Oh my god. You you see, and maybe maybe it's because I only played the first one and I just wasn't about it. Maybe had I invested more time into the other games, because like you say, it's a collection of his, right? Yeah, he has three games based off um his well his he has three games that he he's in. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't give it I didn't give it the chance, but I don't that know. was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, As you mentioned, okay. uh, SEO. Well, I actually thought that that was going to be a lot less controversial than these next ones. <laughs> <laughs> take it, take it as you will. And again, one of them, I think, is a hot take. Another one is also due to the fact that I was never into the series, so maybe it's just my own shortcomings that I didn't invest in this. But one of them is gonna. Both of them might piss you off, and that's why I put them on here. I think. Oh my god! I swear, to, I swear to God, if one of them is Link, I'm gonna. Master Chief. Is and Sonic. Master Chief is what? Master Chief and Sonic. Are they? Are they okay? What to you? Are they overrated or under? Are overrated or underrated? Oh, this this is the this is the overrated segment. So Master Chief is overrated. I can actually agree with you on that. Wow, I didn't expect that. Now, Sonic, in terms of being overrated, why do you think? Okay, okay, uh, let me uh, rewind. Uh, 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 again, again, I prefaced it by saying it. There's one of these that I have not really played any of his games except for the first one. That would be Sonic. So I don't know history i don't know about the whole crystal thing i only know of it a little now because of the movies and because of i hear you and your brother talk a lot about sonic so that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge to that so i don't get it but again i'm not informed no okay back to back to it go for it so master chief i can understand I, I get it. He's, had, he's been on a lot of games. I know people get upset when he's, um, when he's not there. And I'm thinking about Halo 5 and stuff like that. And I know in the latest Halo also. But, like, like, when, like when's this guy going to, you know, get to the end of the story? Like, I'm sure this guy's tired, right? And obviously it's not a Halo game without, um, without Master Chief. But it can be done. You know, I think my favorite Halo is actually Halo Reach. Um, and that's because Master Chief, like, it's real cool because he has a little cameo there at the end and stuff like that. Or Halo ODST was also a lot of fun. Um, but I can see, I can see Master Chief as being overrated. Now, Sonic, that one's a little, that one's kind of a blur to me. He might have been at one point, but lately, Sonic, you know, not even his movies. Like, uh, what type of, what was the last good Sonic game that we've actually had? I know there's a new Sonic game coming out, but the ones that I thor- I've thoroughly enjoyed have been Sonic Adventure. I'm waiting for a Sonic Adventure 3. Um, but Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 were awesome. And, and Sonic has such a world where it can be explored. And I hopefully, I hope it's explored in depth, in depth at one point. So hopefully that's this next one that comes out. Mamie does a little bit of that because I saw the trailer and it kind of doesn't go into this whole, this whole uh, forest bit. But that one, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree wholeheartedly on Sonic. Yeah, again, I have extensive, not co- not complete knowledge, uh, but I have a lot. I-, I played all the Halos, and Master Chief, I think, is just because there's not really, I think his games 
are phenomenal, but his character is who? Just, uh, you know, like, I-, I think I'm the kind of person that wants to know more background. Uh, well, you want to invest in who, who he is? Yes. In. Yes, exactly. You nailed it. And uh, I guess there's a complexity within the Halo series because when you play, it's kind of like, is Master Chief somebody or is Master Chief me? And I wish that that, makes sense. It, that he was somebody that wasn't me. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So that's why I think just the, the stoic, quiet, doesn't really say much, could be better. That makes sense. Not saying he's terrible, but he could be better. Sonic and Ezio, I think, are just really that I didn't get into their games. Other than the very, like the very first ones, I think don't. The only Sonic game I've ever played is the one on the Sega. Uh, so yeah, for your overrated, where would you go? Like, who do I think is overrated? Yeah. Well, I didn't really, I didn't really kind of get into the whole under overrated underrated. I was just gonna kind of pick it back off for you. Um, well, I mean that's fair. I have I have three three more underrated characters. Unless you want to mention somebody else. As far as overrated, concer- overrated is concerned, I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head. I, I, I probably would have had it, had it come to me. Hell, you can probably even say Link is overrated, but, you know, I'm going to disagree with you and, you know, stab yeah. you or something. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to end the friendship. So, <laughs> so I mean, I mean a- any character like that can kind of be, you know. Uh, um, but, no, could, even like Mario. I don't think Mario's overrated. I think Mario's, again, probably the most iconic, one of the most iconic characters in anything ever. Every single person knows who Mario is. And I kind of did a little test, um, you know, where I work as a teacher, and I kind of showed, you know, different characters. Everybody, every single person knew who Mario was. Everybody. All 100 and plus of my students knew who that person was. And I did that last, uh, last semester, actually. So... I wouldn't say overrated, but I think Mario is iconic. And see, so I kind of disagree with what I just said. Okay. Anyways, going back to what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I could see the Mario thing. As as far as like being recognized, like everybody knows him. Yeah. Uh, but like his, I, I bet not a lot of people out there would be familiar with his story, why he does what he does. Is he I really mean, just saving the girl or is there a reason for that? I don't know. Uh, and, and and when his when his and and to be fair though, when his games and his series started, like it wasn't all about story. It was just about you know what I'm escaping. I'm gonna have a good time. So I mean, I guess you gotta take it with the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I'll go over to the underrated characters. I think you're you're gonna like one for sure. Uh, these are not really. I didn't I didn't stick with the protagonists. Here, I actually went with Jack Baker from Resident Evil 7. Oh, okay, yeah. Severely underrated character. Oh, yeah, dude. Jack Baker was... Oh, it was kind of upsetting after... Yeah, I know. If you know, you know, right? What happened talk, to Jack Baker? Uh, talk about going from one opposite side of the spectrum in terms of how you felt about the guy to learning more about him and going to the complete opposite side. Yeah. 
uh, a character, like amazing. The interactions with him, amazing. His story, amazing. Just top tier all around. But from, from Resident Evil Biohazard, in case people aren't, yes. aren't familiar. Yeah, Resident Evil 7 or Resident Evil Biohazard. Uh, the next one I'll go is a character from the Mass Effect series by the name of Morden. He is uh, your typical like evil scientist, uh, geneticist type character. I won't go too much into him because I'm still holding out hope that one day Marcus will play the Mass Effect series. Uh, I have not but, played them, by the way. But I'm, I'm a big man. fan. I'm a big fan of those of those games. I'm a big fan of this character. I'm a big fan of the his type of character, the evil genius. Uh, you know, in one in one of the games he sings. In another game, he does terrible things. In one game, he does amazing things. Like he's just so much depth to him. Uh, I'll get to that game. I, I, I I'm gonna, I'll get to it. They re-released them. They uh, yeah, them. I they, think they're on game. I think it's on Game Pass, isn't it? It's it's on. Yeah, I actually have it downloaded. Uh, and the last one I'll mention is one that uh, we went into a little bit earlier with Modern Warfare Two is Vladimir Makarov, which he is the mastermind be- behind uh, all the events that take place in the Call of Duty Modern Warfare series campaigns. It's interesting you mentioned Mac- uh, Makarov. Yeah, just. Uh, you know when people t- when people talk about Call of Duty, you usually talk about oh multiplayer, multiplayer, and nowadays you know the BR, whatever. But the Modern Warfare series campaigns were just top notch. Oh, dude, yes, and I have to agree. Notch, and, and this I, guy, it, this guy being behind them, uh, was just awesome. I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah, um, and I, again, pick it back in Rico. Call of Duty is not known for the story, but their Modern Warfare story was amazing from one, two, and three. And again, you always want characters, you know, that you can resonate with. And you, I know you mentioned Makarov, but I was, you know, when that with Ghost or whatever, with that plot twist right there, you're kind of like, what the hell? You and you wanted that man dead. Yeah. You know, I was going to bring that, that up. Yeah. And, and yeah, so it, it was it was tripped out. And I would even go as far as saying. Every character in the Modern Warfare series, in that particular series, is underrated. So McTavish and um, say Captain John Price, mm-hmm. those guys, man, were awesome, dude. And ultimately, when they get the, when they finally, you know, do what they're set out to do, like Price, Price was awesome. Um, Mac McTavish was was awesome, and I think there was another one. Woods was Woods his name? Woods, Woods, Woods. The rook, the I, you rook. know, the rookie, like. And you played as these guys, and you kind of, you know, you you had a goal, and you had something that you were fighting for, fighting towards. And when you're getting the uh, the debtor agonist and the protagonist, and kind of having them join up, when they finally join up, you're like, oh my god, you know, this is intent. And you're playing as all these guys, and you know, right at the end, and, well, if you know, you know, right? But like, like shit happens, right? And even with soap, and then with price, like, and so they're right. The all, I think the whole series, the whole storyline. And not not just as characters is underrated. So that's all. I'm glad you brought that up, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah, awesome. and I just I, I just uh, attributed it to Makarov because, like you say, very memorable characters all around, good side, bad side, all around. But uh, Makarov was there. Modern Warfare One. I think we end up at the end. This this was a long time ago. So if you don't know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but. Yeah. At the end of part one, you take out his mentor and he you end up finding out that there's this other guy that's also running things from behind the scenes. Part two is the big plot twist. 
where Shepard turns on you and jumps over to Makarov's side. And I believe in, in Modern Warfare 2 is where Makarov sets off a nuke. And then part three, you finally, finally, after two games of after well, after two games uh, being part two and three of chasing this guy, you finally get him. You finally get him. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the character, not your character, but the character you're with, I think it's McTavish. I think it's nice, no? Or no, no, yeah, McTavish. No, no, McTavish, both of them, yes. yes. One of them just pulls out a cigar and lights, lights that SOB up and just says, like, our work is done, finally. And it was just so satisfying. And then the way that he that Makarov like goes out there, I don't know if you remember. No, no. Keep going. Uh if I'm not mistaken, he ends up being hung, like trying to get away like on a parachute. So he's hanging in the back as you're like with your victory, like we got him. And yeah. that was just so satisfying, especially, you know. Going over the course of three games with something like no Russian. I remember there was an, also a, a, I don't remember the name of the level, but there was a level on Modern Warfare 1 that was like ridiculously hard if you played like on the harder difficulties. <clears throat> I can't, I, I, the, the name's escaping me, but just great. And just that this guy was the guy and finally getting like that closure. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, it's all, it's it's all coming back to me. I mean, I'm um, as far as um, the whole uh, soap and price, um, because soap doesn't he he doesn't make it, but soap's ultimately the one who finishes off Shepard, right? And then Price is the one who takes out Makarov, and Price is the um, um, your character, your main character from Part One, who you don't get to play again 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 as until Part Three towards the end after. Because Soap becomes your boy halfway through the middle. It, it, it's a great intertwined story. And oh my God, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, just a couple of things I thought of. I was like, you know what? I haven't talked about this guy in a long time. And when, when I was going through my moments, I was like, dude, this guy was just something else. Sure, I agree wholeheartedly. Underrated, underrated story. Oh my God. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that's it for this week. A uh, couple things I think we'll try to touch on a little bit more next week, possibly. Yeah. But uh, anything else you wanted to add? No, uh, we still had a couple of things, but obviously because of time constraints, uh, you know, on time, uh, we will hold off to next time. And we have a lot that we want to talk about. We like to, we would like to talk about with you guys and um, really get you invested in, you know, and what we have to say. Um, so we always have something fun to talk about, always have interesting things to, to talk about. So we hope you stay tuned. I hope you stick around. And uh, that's it for me. All righty. Well, same here. Uh, you know, another week. And uh, see you on the next one. Good one, guys.